I guess the question we mainly hear when we get to see people is, what have you been doing during this time in sheltering in place? Well, Janine and I, uh, uh, we have been uh, doing some interesting things. Sheltering in place has taken us uh, to uh, be walking around our neighborhood, calling family members, calling some church family as well, uh, planting a garden. We miss seeing uh, you guys, but we also miss seeing Johnny and Loki for six weeks. Uh, it's difficult when you have them so close and you can't uh, get to be with them. Uh, it is also ironical that uh, when the gasoline was the cheapest at 99 cents at Costco, we couldn't even take a trip. It was sort of like, uh, okay, you can probably afford having uh, going on a trip, but you can't do it because you weren't safe to do that. One thing, one good thing came out of all that was that we uh, uh, economized, we saved on gasoline money. And what about our new wardrobe accessory? You know, I have been used to wearing hats and belts and ties and sometimes bow ties, but I have never had to wear a mask, this delightful looking mask that when you have to go to different places. The only mask I ever had worn was basically when I was at, uh, in the military for chemical warfare training, having one of those gas masks. So now we use masks and I always have one in my car as, as well as I leave to different places, go to different places. Another joyful event in, my, in our life was to be able to walk about 250 miles since our shelter in place. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, during our walks, at one time we adventured to go do something different. So we decided to go to Sonics and buy ourselves an ice cream and eat our ice cream as we were walking back home. So those are different highlights. But life is uh, somewhat boring when the, probably the best uh, in the highlights of your, of your uh, life is uh, going to the dentist or going to the grocery stores. Anyway, we praise God for our safety. We pray that uh, each day that God prepares us for more even difficult trials and situations which, uh, that we have uh, faced um, so far. Every day I have to reflect where we are in God's timetable. We see pestilence, we see violence, increasing crime, catastrophes, and these are only a little bit of uh, the events that uh, surround our daily lives and what can we can expect in the very near future as well. You see, we're experiencing two different types of pandemics. A stealth that kills uh, kill, uh, killer have uh, killed more than 109 uh, American in less than three months. And then lately we have become more aware of the outrageous assassin that has taken countless black and brown lives. Both of these pandemics are deadly killers and the sad thing is that we can prevent them. 
So what is it going to take to get our message through that we are all equal in God's sight? And that's a question that I always ask myself. I posted on my Facebook page a question, do you wonder what heaven will look like? Then I posted, if you don't like diversity, you are going to hate heaven. And so one of my earnest prayers is that we all love each other, that we all try to uh, see ourselves as equals, that we can embrace the diversity that we have, uh, uh, not only in our church, because our church is a wonderful diversity uh, community, but we have so many people outside our, uh, from, our, from our church that merit our love, our care, our, our thoughts, and, and, and so forth. So my challenge to us all this uh, afternoon is that we don't uh, be the same as when we started our shelter in place. We can't be the same. We, we can't stay the same as we were in, as we went into the shelter in place. Our life is so fragile. We see people that we love and, and care for that are dying. We see people that are sick. We see people that are going through uh, trials and, and trying times. We can't be the same. We need to reach out to them and we need to uh, not only reach out to them, pray for them, but also show them that uh, through us, God uh, can reach out to them and God loves them as well. So uh, that is the message that we need to share with other people. We love them, we love you all, and we pray that once day soon, once we come back to church, we can uh, embrace a more fervor and earnest uh, attitude and perspective as we move forward reaching out people and, uh, and letting them know about this great unique message that we have as well as Seventh-day Adventists. God bless you family. I love you all and um, one day probably we'll see you soon and be able to uh, uh, share more uh, loving and embracing times. God bless you. Now I'm going to have Miss Amy Lou come forward. <laughs> She's got an air bump going on with Ellie there, if you, you, if you guys didn't see that. But I'm going to allow her to share a bit from her perspective and, and her time away from many of y'all. Thank you, TJ. Do I have to stand back here? Is this a... Yes, just stand behind that and it will, it will pick you up. Hi, everyone. This is a... heckling the cars that come by um I just wanted to get up and just kind of talk about what this has meant to me with the racial stuff 
um, I am so grateful to see, I'm just so grateful to see people standing up for each other. I could cry right now because it's just amazing. It's amazing to see that, um, just to see that. I once went to heaven, or God showed me something about heaven. I don't know if I necessarily went to heaven, but I did see what we would look like there. And I promise you the color that you're going to be in your new body is beautiful. It's just beautiful. And it's, and it's like nothing that you've ever seen. So um, we have a great hope. And then, that's all I'm gonna say on that. What has been so wonderful for me being home is my husband. He, you know, he just carries a lot of the weight of the church all the time. And y'all don't even see half the things that he does. He's going and getting in shop. <laughs> and shopping and opening and we're always up here doing something coming in and out but since I've been at home I've got to see or he's been he's been doing all of those wonderful things for me because we went home in a second as I'm sure all of you have and I'm telling you what those shoulders grew this big and he set my office up and he moved everything around and uh, he built me planters and uh, he, we've, we've fallen in love with our home again. And we never fell out of love with each other, but we sure found more pieces of each other to love while we've been doing this. Staying at home and spending more time together. So that's just my message of, of love this morning. And I just want to say happy Sabbath, everyone. Thank you. All right. Um... I'm not sure. Uh, I talked to somebody else about wanting to share, and they said they would let me know when they got here. So you, Mr. Individual, who knows I'm talking to you, if you want to come up here, then go ahead and come up here now. But if I don't see you in a minute, then I'm just going to go ahead and carry on myself. All right. So... This morning, and, oh, oh, he's coming, he's coming, okay. <laughs> all right, well, Felix, Felix is on his way up, so I'm going to let Felix say a few things to you all as well. <laughs> oh, I never knew that hearing horns honk could be so... Uh, awe-inspiring and joy-filled. <laughs> My face is hurting from smiling. All right, so just stand behind here and it will it will hear you. Give them what you want to give them. It's a joy to be here today. Oh my gosh, brothers and sisters. I cannot believe it. I, Brendan, I miss you. I'm so happy to see all my family members today. It's been a long, long, long time. And I'm proud to see you all here today. I've missed you all quite 
very, very, very much. And I only hope we still keep on praying for one another. Thank you very much. That's what I have to say. <laughs> well, this is this is great, and I know this isn't uh, fully what we wish we could be doing right now, but it's it's a taste, and I'm so thankful that you all came. I'm so thankful for just the uh, the, the the calls that I've gotten, the the text messages that I've gotten. Um, yesterday, Don Adams called me and was just checking up on me, wanted to check up on me, and Sarah said this was a pastoral call. And after a while, I asked how he was doing and if there was anything I could do for him, and, and he just said, no, no, this is about you. If you want to call me, maybe next week you can, but this is about you, and that, that really meant a lot to me. And um, You know, this morning, we were talking in Sabbath school, in the Sabbath school Zoom class, and we were looking at this week's lesson, and it was talking about the, uh, the, the different uh, evidences that we have to know that we can um, back up what we read in the Bible. We can find history there. And um, one of the things that was brought up, um, Sandra brought it up, and she was asking about, you know, maybe talking to unbelievers and, and how, we, how we deal with them and, um, you know, how much we should share and what evidence that we should show. And, you know, my response to that was that when it comes to history, when it comes to science, when it comes to archaeology, there is a lot that we can find to back up the claims from the Bible. But on the flip side, there are also things from history or archaeology or science that um, go against what the Bible is saying. And so what we take and believe is, is based on faith. And we've got to realize when we talk to those that maybe don't have faith in the same things that we do, we need to be careful that we don't put all our eggs in one basket, that all of our eggs of why we're a Christian is because we can find history or we can find science or we can find archaeology to back up the Bible. And I think that the greatest sermon we could ever preach is the sermon that we live every day of our lives. And I've really noticed that over the past few weeks. I have had a number of my friends reach out to me, my friends that are unbelievers, my friends that are atheists, and some of which are very much against organized religion. They do not like Christians. They do not like Christianity. They don't, they, they don't like churches. And I've had a number of them reach out to me over this week, um, just commending me um, for speaking out against issues of injustice and um, not only talking the talk but walking the walk. And I think that the more that we as Christians learn to not only love each other, because Jesus said that's how people are going to know that we are his followers, by our love for one another, but also learn to love others, even those that are different from us, even those that believe completely differently. They live lives that are completely contrary to us, but realizing that we are all sons and daughters of God. Some maybe have gone astray, some have become lost, but we are still supposed to love one another. We're still supposed to stand against injustice, lift up the oppressed. And I think that the more that we can do that, especially during these trying times in our country, 
that people will wake up and realize, wait a second, I've seen those priests that have abused children in their congregations. I've seen those pastors that have used their platforms to make themselves rich. I've seen hypocritical Christians who say one thing and act another. This is an opportunity for us to truly live what we say we believe, to walk the walk along with talking the talk. And I believe that this is a, a biblical concept. James 1.22 says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. 1 John 3.18, little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Matthew 5.16, this is Jesus speaking here. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And 2 Timothy 2.15, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. So you see, we can stand up for the truth that we believe in, but we also need to live it. And I know that right now it seems that the response in this world, especially in this country, it's violence upon violence, right? Violence starts something and then the answer to that is violence. And then the response to that is more violence. But Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers. It's hard to do, especially when you're angry, especially when you're frustrated, especially when you are upset. But I believe that through the spirit of God, those things that are hard, those things in our own power that are impossible are possible with him. And so my, my prayer today is that we would all learn to be peacemakers and also realize the, the reality that we are all different. We look different, we talk different, we live different, we believe different. But at the end of the day, can we call ourselves brothers and sisters in Christ? And if that is the case, then we can move forward with the goal of sharing the gospel message of love, of peace, of forgiveness. Realizing that for some people, hearing it for the first time or uncovering it after it's been buried for so long, it might be hard for them, it might be slow going, but because it's hard for somebody else to accept a way of peace, it doesn't mean that we can't keep living it for ourselves. The world is going to do their own thing. But I hope that as Christians, we resign to be light. We resign to be salt. We resign to be truth and peace in the midst of a dark and violent world.